Diamond, D-I-A-M-O-N-D. A precious gem of the most valuable kind, when pure it is clear. Diamond, D-I-M-O-N-D. A family name bringing traditions of love, hard work, and moral values. This is the Diamond Education Podcast. With my mom and dad, Johnny and Kelly England. We are excited to continue our conversation with Adam Hailstone. This week we discuss the model that they use at Williamsburg Learning. You can check out part one to hear our conversation about teaching children how to think and not what to think. We hope you enjoy. So Williamsburg's itself is an online school, Adam. Mm -hmm. Um, What are some of the benefits and limitations to this? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, here's here's kind of, again, Williamsburg uses a lot of different modes of operation. So it's very unique in the online space. Most online programs, the Strides, the K-12s of the World Connections Academy, in Utah, there's a Utah online school, you know, there's lots mm-hmm. of those. And they're all actually ran, not all of them, but many of them are run by very large public organizations, um, you know, and multi-billion dollar cor- corporations. And, and what they're really doing is basically presenting information through software. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then a child goes in, learns that, takes a test, passes that off, and then moves on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of that information collection that we were talking about, and again, studies show they're going to remember 10 to 20% of that at best, right? Yeah, right. And they're just going to move through that. So Williamsburg is very unique in this space that we have live mentoring. We have live classes, highly interactive classes. Students are interacting with other students all over the country and all over the world, doing projects, doing presentations together, doing debates and discussions together, you know, all of that. So we bring most if not all the modes of operation of education into the classroom. So it's kind of unique in that sense. Um, However, one of the limitations that we have is we can't, you know, go up to a child who's physically in the room and go, Hey, you with me, you know, and sometimes the student kind of will go off this way. So Williamsburg in general is for a family who wants to be highly engaged in their child's education, but doesn't necessarily want to do everything. What I mean by that is the younger they are, the more a parent is able to do really everything. But the older they get and the more wider variety, the more expertise you need in, you know, the sciences and in math and in language arts. And they start to need outside mentors the older that they get. But you still want some level of supervision and control over your child's education. So actually, my son is doing our program, the program I've been developing for 12 years, right? Uh Uh, For the first time this year, he's now old enough. And, uh, and I was sort of astonished at, you know, putting him through it. Like, I love this level of like control, but I don't have to teach everything. He's every night. He's like, oh, I learned from, from Mr. Schwager this. And I learned about this from Mrs. Sedgwick. And I made, you know what I mean? He's he's bringing all of this stuff Uh in, but yet I can see it all. And so what it allows me to do a large amount of education is that feedback loop that comes, mm-hmm. try something, and then you get feedback on it and you try something. So every time he does, I get to do one or two feedback loops with them, and then he sends it on to his teacher, and then they do one or two feedback loops with them. So mm-hmm. he's getting two to four feedback loops on every assignment, improving wow. them each time, and, and, and he's just excelling dramatically. And I realized over the last couple of years, he kind of slowed down in his progress and maybe he needed some outside mentors even earlier than I was mm-hmm. realizing. 
You know, mm -hmm. I kind of just thought elementary age, they don't really need that, but they do. They want to learn from other people. They want to sort of test themselves. So, you know, Williamsburg provides that. But again, if a family's like, you know, say two working parents who are working full time and outside the home, it's not going to work great for them because they yeah. need a parent who's pretty engaged day to day with their child's education and wanting to supervise it. So we're kind of, you know, a lot of our, our students come to us from a homeschool background or we call them homeschool adjacent. They're families who are like, I like the idea of homeschooling, but I want, you know, other people to help them level up in, in these areas. So then they grab it. So we're kind of for that type of family, yeah. a family who has at least one parent who can be pretty, pretty engaged, not, you know, eight hours a day, but really, you know, at one to two hours a day, pretty engaged with their students supervising things. And then we kind of take care of the rest. So, so again, the drawback with us and really, I think online ed in general is we can't do that for the parent. The parent has to be the one making sure that they're engaged yeah. helping them through that and providing that kind of extra feedback loop. So it's not just a teacher, which will help them enhance even faster. Wow. And I think that's probably, uh, I don't know what the right word is, but probably a misconception that you probably run into a lot being an online school is that there's a, a lot of people think, oh, online school, I don't have to do much as a parent, right? And so uh, you probably run into that quite a bit where people are like, oh, I actually have to be involved, which as I look at it, I'm like, that actually makes a lot more sense because how long even can I sit in front of a computer doing something, right? right? It's nice to be able to get up and move around. It's nice to be able yeah. to talk to somebody in real life. I mean, as, yeah. as nice as technology is and that we can have a face-to-face -face conversation right now, you and me, Adam, how yeah. much different would this be if we were in person, right? It's exactly. a much higher connection when you are actually physically with somebody and not just on a screen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that's, I love that you brought that up because we realized fairly early on that we were kind of telling families, hey, you've got to go into your local community and do lots of stuff. So we really, the hours in school is about half as much, maybe two thirds of a normal school. So they're actually spending a lot less time on school in our program, but we were encouraging families to go out and do a lot of stuff locally. And then as we started to develop programs, like in Utah, we have Leadership Academy of Utah here in Colorado, we have Leadership Academy of Colorado. As we're developing these larger schools, we're actually doing weekly activities, outdoor adventures, um, we call them leadership adventures as well. So we're getting the students together in person because there are certain things that we simply can't do. We right. play a sport. We can't play a sport in, you know, over, <laughs> over the internet. Not very yeah. well anyway. You know what I mean? So like there are certain things that they really just need and they just need to be in person with each other. So yeah. we try to create that balance in our program and you really have to. That's another thing for anyone who's considering any online on school, let alone Williamsburg, is I would say definitely either get into a program where they have a lot of in-person activity or find other things. So like a lot of our students worldwide actually are seeking to be Olympians, right? Yeah. So they're highly engaged. They're, they're six hours a day of training, right? Because they're trying to go to the Olympics. Yeah. So the, our program really fits them. They get the high feedback and all the stuff that we do online. So they get a good quality experience, but then they can spend enough time. So it's families like that or families who travel a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. You want to be out in the world a lot, traveling the country or traveling the world. We fit them because they can just take it with them anywhere they go. And they're having that in-person experience that is life-changing as they travel as well. So families like that, families who are either really engaged in their child's education or are really mobile and creating a lot of cool experiences for their child, 
that's that's who we're a good fit for. Otherwise, I really would recommend alternative ed, go to a building, go be with other students if mom and dad can't create that for them. Yeah. Um, Adam, I didn't catch. What is the age like? What ages for we're sixth grade on up or, you know, 10, sometimes, or I should say 11, sometimes 10 um, years old on up, you know, Uh, so we do middle school and high school. It's a fully accredited program. So students graduate. We have a pipeline of students that get into really top colleges because, again, they're they're taught, you know, how to think, not what to think. So what what's funny is, again, I don't love standardized testing, but our students do really well on ACT and SAT. They're, they're, you know, significantly above the national average, you know, 30, 40% above the national average because they learn how to think, you know, but we do find that students need to be with us about two or three years for them to fully get those wheels turning of really becoming good thinkers. So that's another question I want to ask is, um, so say your child's been doing type other types of education and then Mm -hmm. the last three years, do they kind of, is it a good transit? Like, do they transition pretty well? Do you meet them where they're at kind of? We do. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. In fact, we, we really do try to meet them where, where they're at. We've, we've had the full gamut of students who are, you know, super advanced and graduating three years earlier or something like that. And students who, you know, I've sat down with multiple students and um, really charted out their next two years or their next three years or whatever it is that they're, you know, looking at. And really what we try to do is we try to design the education that's going to give them the best opportunities from there. Not mm-hmm. so much, hey, you got to fit this mold or you've got to graduate even. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. What we're going to do is we're going to figure out the right classes to help them be successful and move on. And there's a big trend right now of even, especially in the, in the homeschool community, of you know, you get to a certain age and you just go on to a junior college, get a couple of years of junior college done and then move on to the larger college. Right. Yeah. So a lot of our families will do things like that. Although when they come to us, they realize, Ooh, you know, maybe I'll use your, cause we have uh, college options within our program too. So they'll use ours and graduate. So they get both the diploma anyway, but we, we yeah. try to right fit it to every student individually. They'll meet okay. with academic counselors, you know, and, and do all of that. But again, all of our academic counselors, all of our people are trained in how we think about education. So yeah. they're not just trying to get you to fit a mold. They're going to try to create an educational experience that's right for you. And can people um, just pick one or two classes? Like, mm-hmm. you know, some, yeah. you know, and because sometimes like with our oldest, we're doing the class here and doing a class yeah. over at different, you yeah, work that. with that. Yeah, yeah, we definitely do. So so our private school, Williamsburg Academy um, private school is a la carte. You can pick one class, two, three, four, five, six, whatever you want, right? And okay. you literally just pay a la carte, a la carte. Our public schools that use our program, so essentially we're the curriculum provider, all of our students are all together, you know, uh-huh. like Leadership Academy of Utah, Leadership Academy of Colorado and prog- programs like that. They do require students to be a, like kind of, for example, in Colorado, it's four or more classes for high school in Utah, it's five or more. And for the middle school, it's four or more. You know what I mean? So they have their kind of standards that they do. So uh-huh. if a family really wants one or two, just come to our private school. Uh-huh. And then and that's hyper flexible as well. Or if they're wanting more, then go to our public school and then they pay for it. Right. So then you okay. take advantage of your tax dollars. Okay. Yeah. No, I love that. That's awesome. So, so um, we've talked a lot about kind of Williamsburg in itself and um, 
Williamsburg itself has helped get, it sounds like Leadership Academy of Utah and Leadership Academy of Colorado now kind of up and off the ground. And so what are some of the lessons that you would share with anyone who's interested in beginning a new school? One of these alternative education models, what are some of the lessons that you would have them kind of think about as they're getting ready to begin? Perfect. I love this. Okay. So I'm going to give you kind of two answers. One, let's say we're talking to an individual who's just like, this is a space I want to work in and be in. Here's what I would say to that individual. Unless you are truly convinced you've got to go it on your own and be a founder, there are so many great alternative education institutions out there right now. Over the last 20, 25, 30 years, they've just blossomed and there's just tons of them and they all need great people. Go become a linchpin in their organization. Go find the people who have a philosophy that you love and enjoy and join their ranks and go become a linchpin and go up. Um, J.D. Vance, who just became a senator from, from Ohio, um, uh, whether you like him or not politically, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, J.D., I was in a... Um, uh, uh, an investor um, a meeting with him about uh, three years ago uh, or four years ago, I guess it was 2019. Anyway, and he was giving similar advice to just people who were looking at founding venture capital companies. He's like, look, you could go found a venture capital company and try to get it off the ground or go join someone who you really believe in and become a linchpin with them. And you'll have an incredible career and probably make more money. And then he gave the statistics. He's like, Look, one out of uh, only one out of 10 businesses in their first year succeed. Yeah. Nine out of 10 fell. Then in the next 10 years after that, of those that, that made it through their first year, nine out of 10 of those will fail. Only one out of 10 will succeed. So oh, literally yeah. 1% of businesses are successful. And I found in the education space, it's very similar that yeah. just so many of them you know, I think it's a good thing that some schools can fail. I think we should allow schools to fail Absolutely. and give and so forth. Yeah. But, but with that said, like go join the ranks of an organization that you believe in and can really take off. However, mm-hmm. if you're a group, so let's say we're talking to a group who's already kind of getting the ball rolling and going, here's what I would say. Don't be afraid to play the, the political game. And what I mean by political game or the bureaucratic game is maybe a better way to say that. And here's what I mean by that is when we got in, we were very anti-government, bureaucracy, all of that stuff. And we were very, you know, and and as we've made decision after decision to play ball in certain ways, we've been astonished at how if you really lead, you can convince them and we have all the flexibility we want and need. And it's been amazing. Now, I don't know, you know, there might be a time where that might not be the case. I can't guarantee that for every state, and for every organization, but we've been astonished at how much flexibility we really have. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can help people take advantage of their own tax dollars instead of essentially being taxed twice. Because if you're paying out of pocket and you're paying taxes for the local school, you're essentially being taxed twice. So I yeah. want families to be able to take advantage of their tax dollars. And I've been, at least in the Mountain West, I've been very surprised, and California has been similar, Alaska has been similar, how much flexibility we can really have, mm-hmm. you know, within that. So don't be afraid of that. Yeah. Go play ball, but lead. So one one last thought there. Last year, last April, we got our approval for our Colorado school, Leadership Academy of Colorado. The name will probably change to Williamsburg Academy of Colorado in the future. Um uh, but, and I won't go into all of that on why it's a bunch of yeah. SEO and marketing reasons, but right. um, anyway, um, 
we were told when we started doing the application and getting it done, we finished it and we were told, hey, you guys, the political winds have shifted. You guys won't make it through. And we're like, oh, well, we just put a ton of time into this, you know, massive uh -huh. over 100 page application to make this work. You know, why? I, let's just go through with it and see what happens. And, and we'll go from there. So they were kept telling us you're going to lose four to three on the on the state board. Turns out we ended up winning five to two. And even the two who voted against us, they said, we voted against you because we don't like alternative ed, but we love your program. <laughs> <laughs> in other words, if you really show leadership and show quality and do things in a great way, yeah, you'll convince people. Because I think deep down, there are some maybe bureaucrats that aren't the best. But I think deep down, everyone really does want to do good things for kids. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they realize that our current system isn't really doing it well yeah. yeah and so if you lead and you really demonstrate and you argue for really what you do and why it's quality i think you'll get a lot more flexibility than you realize so i would tell that to you know all these new startup organizations go play ball but be a leader within it and they'll give you the flexibility that you need that's no, awesome i love that adam because a lot of people think you know no government no but a lot of people can't function like the system the way it's set up right now you know, yeah. to get what their kids need, it they need to play ball with the government, you know, and yeah. or we're losing yeah. a lot of kids to not a good education, really, that doesn't yeah. fit them. So, yeah. Yeah. And no matter what happens down the road, if you're doing things with quality, you're going to succeed. People, yeah. will you. there will be demand. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. I don't love the government monopoly over ed education and that control. You know what I mean? I do don't mind, you know, oversight with tax dollars. I think that's a good thing, but yeah. I think you know, in the education realm, but again, we've been surprised at how much flexibility we can have. Yeah, if absolutely. we really demonstrate the logic of why we're doing what we're doing and how we're doing it, yeah. if we just go, ah, oh, they're telling us what to do and we do it, then we're not leading, right? If we, yeah. if we go, no, here's why we want to do it that way. More often than not, in fact, in our experience, 100% of the time, they all flex to us. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. That's awesome. I love that. That's really good advice, actually, going forward. So I'm glad you said that. Well, we always like to end with uh, another off the wall uh, question that we like to ask everybody, but who is one of your heroes from history and why? Okay, so I was thinking about this question this morning, and um, I saw this quote um, that that uh, talked about like um, the Einsteins of history is what the quote said, and I won't, I won't quote it exactly because it's quite long, but um, it was like, I'm less interested in the Einsteins of history and more interested now in how many of the Einsteins toiled away in, away in fields and never had the opportunity to become the Einstein. Mm -hmm. Our world is changing. Mm -hmm. It used to be so like very few people had an opportunity for education and truly just in the last couple of hundred years, that has been flipped on its head. And now not everyone in the world, but so many people and progressively more, even more people have a true opportunity for education today. And so what I would say, and this is going to sound a little bit weird, maybe pandering, it's not meant to be pandering, but like, I think the heroes of history are parents. How many uh, parents have just sacrificed so much for their yeah. kids and given so much to them so that they can have a better life? And if we all continue that generation after generation, I truly believe despite our challenges, this world will become better each generation. And it's because of parents, because we sacrifice so much for our kids. So I just wonder, you know, there's been a, you know, there's lots of amazing, incredible people. Joan of Arc comes to mind, you know, just 
lots of amazing people in history that I was thinking about when I answered this question. But when I really think about it, it's like we've been progressing and especially the progression has picked up in the last 200 years. Yeah. And I believe that's because of parents fundamentally. No, that's awesome. I love that. Well, and I love the story, actually, Thomas Edison. I don't know if you know his story a little bit, but yeah. he was sent to a school and I, he was basically being labeled as whatever the day's version of a special education student at that point because he, he wasn't doing well. Well, his mom pulled him and started giving him the things that he was actually really interested in yep. and, and doing that. And so I, I, I love that. Thomas Edison. And he became right. Thomas Edison <laughs> after 10,000 failures, right? And just that he gave us a a working light bulb. And so, but it's, it's really that idea of, I think what you're saying is honoring that parents do know their children better than anybody else. And I, I really appreciate that. Well, going along with that, all these kids are a Thomas Edison, right? Like they all have a purpose. They're here, you know, and it's helped these parents, like you say, helping them. Yeah. And mentoring them to get that. Yeah. 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 Couldn't agree more. Adam, Adam thank you so much for fun. spending time with us. But we appreciate your time. And so thank you for being with us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This was so much fun. Thank you for listening to the Diamond Education Podcast. You can connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. At Diamond Education, D-I-M-O-N-D, or on our website, diamondedcom